Welcome back, everybody. We are the Dallas Power Hour Hour. I'm RDA alongside my boy JC. And as always, we are presented by Dallas Sports Nations and Wegrin Enterprises. Enhancing your fan sports experience. Coming from the DFW, we got all the sports for you, especially of America's team right now. We got the Rangers. We got the Cowboys. We have the Stars. We have the Mavericks. But most of all, we have the Cowboys. And that's what we're talking about today. That's right, because at the moment, currently... With everything going on around the world, the NFL is the only one actually doing anything. Off-season-wise, I mean, trades, draft, everything was going down. The NFL has been keeping people steadily afloat because that's the only thing that has anything going. But don't forget, everybody, if you're a big Rangers fan, believe us, you and I, everybody around us, we all love every kind of sport. Baseball is one of them. And as we know, JC, you know what? You just put out an article about the MLB just throwing out a proposal that there will possibly be baseball this year let's get a little bit into that because next week we're gonna have a surprise for everybody else shoot yeah man so the mlb the league the, the owners have approved the proposal to talk to the players actually on tuesday about you know starting up you know to getting ready for a shortened season about 82 games um is gonna admit the the spring training and all the warm-ups everything you know leading up to the season will be you know starting in early june mid-june okay so we're talking about spring training everybody pitchers catchers everybody showing up and you know there's no really specifics on where they're going to play it more than likely they'll play you know at you know say arizona for the cactus league and then in the grapefruit league that'll be in florida and all that is is you know the mlb divides its league in half and then half goes to florida and half goes to arizona to play you know just to play practice games scrimmages everything like that and so with that being said, the 4th of July weekend is a target weekend for the MLB to start up a regular season the games at about 82 games, more or less, you know, so 82 games, short season. Nice, nice. And, and so one of the big topics on it is the salaries for the players that how are they going to be compensated for the, you know, for these 82 games because they won't get paid for a full season more than likely. I mean, it's just whatever games you don't play, you know, you're going to lose out of paycheck. Simple as that. And then the revenue split, you know, it's about 50-50 for the players and the owners for this for this short season. But uh, one of the interesting things about it is the playoff teams, you know, right now is 10 per league, 10 per American League, 10 per National League. But they're going to be raised to 14 teams per league. So that'll that'll be four wild card teams on four wild card matchups for both the American and the National League. Nice. So that gives the Rangers, who are about a 500 team, le- oh yeah, who are about a 500 team, you know, projected this year to actually have a really good chance to make the playoffs. So we nice, can see nice. the Rangers be World Series champions on a short season, just like so. the Mavericks are currently the uh, NBA champions, since technically they are the last team to ever win a basketball game here in the NBA. So great job, Mavericks! We have a title run there. Hopefully, the Rangers do some damage, but like I said. Believe us, we want baseball back just like everyone want, everyone else out there. And we can talk about baseball all day long. Every but day. just for this show, though, again, we're going to stick a little bit to football because next week we'll have ourselves a Rangers podcast. So if you're getting tired of us talking about football, you know what? Just give us a little bit more time. We'll have out a special episode for baseball just for you guys out there. But as for the Dallas Cowboys, I mean, 
we had a kind of a small mini holiday come out. The the NFL schedule releasing is is probably the only one out of all four major sports that people actually care about once it comes out. When baseball comes out, I mean it's 162 games, 82, 81 home games that you're having to pay attention to. So for the most part, people look at it and they're like, okay, you know what, that's pretty cool. But you realize that it's a long season, so one game isn't that big of a difference there. And and the uh, uh, NBA, you know, same thing. One game, not a big winner, huh? One game doesn't affect it as much as it does in the, in the NFL. Correct? Correct. Correct, yeah. Mundo. See what I mean? Uh, in the NFL world, on the other hand, you only get 16 shots. If you miss one of, the, one of those shots, I mean, that's one sixteenth of your league right there. That'll be the equivalent of, like, I think four or five basketball games, maybe about eight or ten baseball games. I mean, it, it's it's a lot tougher for one game in the NFL, which is why the NFL schedule gets a ton of, ton of, ton of coverage. And, I mean, even ESPN goes on about a four-hour rant on how things can turn out. So, <laughs> for this show, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to do our very own. And, uh, obviously, we're always very spot on. I mean, JC is always a, a guy that hits a target on the dime when it comes to predicting the schedule. So, uh, by the end of this show, if you have any bets with your friends, it is safe to say that I would pick whatever he says. But uh, more than likely, uh, I think this year I'm, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna get you this year. I think I'm gonna make sure to predict the perfect schedule for the Dallas Cowboys. You know um, what? I, I, I'll, I'll, gracious, I'll graciously accept your compliment. I'm gonna follow one back at you because it was last season that you predicted the Texas Rangers final record and, and the placement. And the placement, and you know, and the placement in the division, and you know, the article was on Dallas Force Nation. It was on Ranger Nation uh, tab, and you called the exact record, and it was cool. So you got the Rangers, and I got the Cowboys. So you're right, spot on about you know how important these games are, especially when you hit a stretch. And as we're gonna come into this uh this 2020 season, we're gonna look at a stretch of the Eagles, Steelers, and Vikings. You know, mid November, and you know there there's a couple of uh. I mean, we're going to come up on a very strong start at the beginning of the season, too. There's these division rivals that always play hard against us. But let, you know what? Let's just jump into it because you're right. Because if you get on a losing streak two, two games, three games, it is almost impossible to recover in the NFL. Yeah. So it's, almost, it's a must win every week. You know, mm-hmm. say, say, well, we're three games ahead. Okay, we're going to lose one right here. No, you can't lose one because all that other team needs is to see you lose and to them win one, and now you're only one game back. That's and right. So it's a, it's a simple fact that wins and losses are you know are king. The wins are king, but there's so many scenarios that can go on in the NFL that can really make you or break you. And this team has been so inconsistent, and this schedule is going to be tough. So let let's just jump in real fast. Um, I'll let you start off with week one. I'll let you get yours in first. All right. We got the Rams. We're going to open up. We're going to go into town. We're it's in L.A. in their shiny new stadium that Jerry kind of, you know, held their hand through the whole process of the Rams getting back to L.A. And, you know, them getting their new stadium. Jerry Jones was a big uh, was a big influence on that. So, you know, obviously, you know, it fits where the Cowboys get to go in there. And let's say, do they spoil their new homecoming? What do you think? Well, according to DeMarcus Lawrence, that's exactly what the Rams are in for. I mean, the, the the leader of the Hot Boys did not mince any words. He went on Twitter right away as soon as the schedule dropped. And, I mean, the first thing he was talking about was how it is time to spoil the Rams' homecoming. Their brand-new stadium will be tainted with an L. Much like to my, I, it hurts my soul, but 
much like Eli Manning did to us. I hate nice. that dumb dumb so damn much because of that. <laughs> but again, I can't take that away. From now until the end of time, Eli Manning will have the first ever regular season win here in uh, AT&T Stadium. But uh, that's what DeMarcus Lawrence wants to do for the Cowboys and get the first ever win at the brand new stadium built in L.A. But I mean, like you said, it's not, it was not, it's not an easy, easy matchup whatsoever. The Rams, they still have a former number one overall pick, Jared Goff. They got rid of Todd Gurley, but that's fine because they still have weapons. They still have, they lost Brandon Cooks. That's another big loss to their offense. So that's yep. that's two pretty big weapons. But they still have Robert Woods and uh, Cooper Cup. Right, two very young guys, receivers that are studs. They could go out there and be great number twos for anybody and be decent number ones for most teams out there. But as for these two receivers, they have a leg on this secondary for Dallas because they've been in the league a while. We've seen Cooper Cup bust out uh, routes and everything, just break them loose. He's a deep threat guy. He can make ridiculous catches. And, I mean, Robert Woods does not go down fairly easy as well. So those two guys combined with Gerald Everett and uh, what's that? What's the other guy? Tyler Higby, the other tight end. Yeah, he came up uh, towards the end of the year last year. I mean, he had a phenomenal stretch. So tight ends always killed Dallas. And just within those four guys, and, again, Jared Goff, he's no slump himself. So – That'll be a tough matchup. Last time Dallas got the best of them, beating them, I think it was like 41, 44 to 21 or something like that. It was pretty bad. but It was I, bad. I'm going to have uh, the Rams taking the loss on this one. As much as I think they can upset Dallas, which, which anything is possible in the NFL, I'm going to have the Rams taking the loss on this one with Dallas starting off 1-0. and You know, I, I completely agree with you right here. And you left off one huge, huge factor, and it's gotten a lot of scrutiny. Um, the Todd Gurley, the Todd Gurley debacle. Um, Todd Gurley's in Atlanta now. That's right, and they still and, haven't paid him technically. And, <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty upset about no, it. <laughs> exactly. He, you know, he went on Twitter and uh, he said, "Hey, give me my money, give me my money." He said, "Hey, y'all still owe me my money, so they haven't paid him." But yeah, he's in a uh, he's in L.A. and so now they're running backs, Malcolm Brown. I mean, you're talking about guys that nobody knows. You know, yeah. I'm looking up the depth chart right now, and it's like it, it is really a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, it's Malcolm really Brown, Daryl Henderson, and they, and they drafted somebody, but Daryl Henderson was actually Tony Pollard's teammate at Memphis last year or two years yeah. ago now. But so that that'll be a fun duo. But yeah, but see, you know, you you nail you nailed it whenever you said the the receiver is gonna have the advantage over the secondary. And you know, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are above average receivers, and our cornerbacks, our best one, in my opinion is Jordan Lewis, and then after that, you know, Brown, Anthony Brown is average. Yep. Um, Cheeto was below average. He's been playing like a fifth rounder, and, you know, uh, you know, Anthony Brown, you know, he's going to be one of the starting cornerbacks after his uh, after his new deal. So he's more likely to be lined up on the outside with uh, Robert Woods. And, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, a lot of people don't realize he's playing a lot in the slot. Last year they had, a, they had the number seven offense in yardage, uh, 374 yards per game. 280 through the air and then 93 on the ground. You know that that's with you know an unhealthy Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. And so we can expect a lot of airtime with uh, Jared Goff. And so we just stuff the run early. I mean, completely eliminated. We have a chance to beat the team because if we can keep it through the air. He's bound to make some mistakes. Oh yeah. And with this and with this new uh, defensive front, you know, for the most part, we'll be able to put some pressure on Goff and Tiny Hands Goff. He he'll make some errant throws. So I'll agree with you. I'll, I'll agree with you completely on uh, 
on that W right there. So we're starting out one and zero right now. One and zero right now for the mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Spoiling real quick for the Rams. Real quick, I, I hate to play a little bit of spoiler, but let, we we didn't even consider the Aaron Donald matchup. I mean, he, oh snap, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, he's playing either a rookie center in Biadish or he'll be playing Joe Looney, who's not the greatest offensive lineman. Uh, but yeah, it, then there's also the the left guard position who's a little bit banged up there. I mean, how do you feel about Aaron Donald, possibly the best defensive lineman in the league, having to face these guys that he knows he could definitely take advantage of? Aaron Donald over Khalil Mack. Look, look, JC, look, we're, we're <laughs> about 82 miles away, but I will fly down there just to throw something at you, my guy. You know, you know, Aaron Donald is, you know, former defensive player of the year. Khalil Mack is too as well. Khalil Mack is player of the of the country ever in the history of Aaron ever. Donald is a defensive player of the world. Oh, all right. <laughs> this this is the thing. Uh, Aaron Donald, you know, he has. A, they're gonna either put him over the guard in the center, or straight over the center, or straight over the guard. Aaron Donald can play any position on defensive line, and so. If I were the Rams defensive coordinator, is Wade Phillips still the defensive coordinator over there? I'm not sure if he left or not. I'll be honest with you. Me neither. Me neither. But whoever the D.C. over there is, Aaron Donald will be facing that rookie slash center every single play because they were going to have to double team them. They're going to have to. They're going to pull stunts on them. You do not chase after Zach Martin. You stay away from Zach Martin if I were them. I mean, you stay in between that. I mean, really the left interior side of the line is probably the weakest spot of the Cowboys line. Connor McGovern, Connor Williams, and Joe Looney are in a three-way uh, struggle to see who's really going to start. Yep. And Joe, Lo- Joe Looney's going to start. I'll tell you this much. Joe Looney will start whether it be at center or guard. All right. And wherever, wherever he starts, if he starts at center, that means one of the Connors will be at guard. But if he starts at guard, then, you know, talking about Biadash or Biadish, 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 Biadish. Biotish is uh, going to be the starting center. And you remember, he's a young kid. I don't think he's NFL ready yet. I think he's going to need a year, maybe two, to really get acclimated. But I think he's learning behind a, a good center, Joe Looney, yep. who actually filled in before Travis Frederick uh, retired and got hurt or got sick, really. Yep. All right. So, uh, so far, we both got him going 1 0. But uh, we'll move on so, to the Falcons, all right? Now, with the yep. Falcons, obviously, you let me start off with the Rams. So I'll let you get your foot in the door first with the Falcons. This one is at home. AT&T Stadium, first game back of 2020. Fans are going crazy. What do you think about this? I think the team with the better defense will win. And, I mean, man, the the Cardinals have some good players, have some good pieces. They have Trufant. They have uh, their linebacker. Uh, I thought Desmond Trufant left him. Did he? I think, well, I think that's he the left case. Him. If that's the case, then we're going to win because we have three bomb receivers. We have... Cooper, we have Gallup, we have CD, and then against the secondary is not very good. I, I think I knew only Trufant on that on that defensive secondary, but that uh, I think that linebacking core they have um ah uh, Dion something, but nonetheless, I don't see us. I mean, we they have Julio, they have Calvin Ridley, really whose defense lets up the least amount of points. That's going to be a shootout, no matter what. Matt Ryan, Julio, Calvin Ridley. I mean, Austin Hooper. Oh, no, Austin Hooper left, didn't he? Yeah, he also went to the Austin Brownies. And uh, Trufant went to the Lions. Okay, so, oh, that's right. Trufant did go to the Lions. Okay, cool. So, Julio and Calvin Ridley versus Cooper and Gallup and C.D. Lamb. I don't know who their number three receiver is for Atlanta. We'll probably find that right now. But 
Honestly, I see another W, but I would not be surprised if we lost. And when we get to week four, I got a little something to say. But right now, I can see the Cowboys really winning this game, but not by much. I think it's going to be like mid-30s to 30s game. I'm talking about like Both 35 to 32. Shootout. So it's going to be going to be a straight shootout okay, all right. honestly it's going to be in the dome it's like maybe no fans at all depending on this whole covid thing hey but. well don't, don't be don't be destroying my hopes like that man hold on are you going to that game not to that one uh we'll, 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 as we go down the schedule i'll tell you which one i'm going to but uh, i got you i got you we're gonna have rda live in house that's right we're gonna be freaking awesome in there but uh right now the falcons all right for me you have them taking the w here uh this was gonna hurt my soul i'm gonna pick an l here and it's going to be strictly because of uh, two names. One, Calvin Ridley. The man is a monster. I think his routes are just too incredible to cover. Even though yes. Anthony Brown is here. Cheeto, again, Cheeto always has good coverage, but the man can never turn his freaking head around. So th- that always kills me. <laughs> and um, then the fact that they have Todd Gurley facing Ezekiel Elliott. Todd Gurley is a very emotional person. And I, th- I think he's going to do everything he can to try to run all over this defense to prove that he's better than Ezekiel Elliott. So... There's always that part. And then, again, the main wild card, it's not really a wild card. It's more of a trump card. His name is Julio Jones. I mean, the man just got paid $22 million a year. The The man demanded the money because he's worth it, all right? Standing at the size of a freaking ginormous tower, the speed of lightning, Julio Jones is just going to be <laughs> absolutely unstoppable against his secondary. I mean, if everyone remembers, uh, I think it was about six, seven years ago, Megatron had 300 yards on Dallas. I think Julio Jones is about to do the exact same thing come week two. Julio Jones is going to be an absolute monster on that day. So, for me, I think the Falcons take the W, and I think it's a bad one. I think the game gets out of hand for Dallas. It ends up being like a 42-21 to 21 kind of a game. It's just an absolute blowout, and, it, and it, everybody starts going downhill from that. But, for me, I got them going 1-1. One and one. But now, after that, uh, you have them 2-0 oh so far. All right? We're going to... I do. We're traveling to Seattle this time. This one, we're on the road. We're going to the heart of the Rona. Hopefully, everything's gone by now. And uh, we're facing uh, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll at their house. How do you feel about that game going into it? We're going to lose. Whoa, 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 wait, whoa. Okay, you have an L here. Tell us why. Because they're good. And we're good. (laughs) But I just see us losing that game. I like Russell Wilson. I like the Seahawks. If If I wasn't a Cowboys fan... I'll probably be a Seahawks fan, but I'm not a Seahawks fan because I'm a Cowboys fan. But in Seattle, I mean, it's still I mean, it's still early. It ain't going to be as cold. If it was in, say, like December or, you know, if it was in, like, November, December, this would be an automatic L. But I wouldn't be surprised if we won. But I think we lose that game simply because Russell Wilson is a beast at home. That defense is still decent. They got the Griffin brothers over there. Um, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are, you know, Two opposite, you know, sides of the spectrum. Metcalf is huge. I mean, strong, muscular, fast. I mean, he can out jump you. Um, Tyler Lockett, he's a quick guy. He's a hands guy. He's a he's a he's a yards after the catch kind of guy. And he gets the ball. He can take it on the screen. He can take it on a slant on a drag route. He can hit. He's a good route runner. And if you're not careful, he will burn you over the top. And I think. Russell Wilson being the first real mobile quarterback of the season will give the court will give the Cowboys trouble because um, Jared Goff and Matt Ryan they're they're real in the pocket guys so if you put pressure on them you really I mean if you keep them inside the pocket you put pressure on them, you're you're gonna eat them up 
but Russell Wilson has this capability that we wish that used more of, that we remember that Romo used too much of, and it's like we want Russell Wilson is is a quarterback that we wanted. Yeah. Russell Russell Wilson is a quarterback that I wanted out of Dak. You know, I wish Dak would use his legs a little bit more, but not too much like Romo, where Romo basically threw himself out on the line and really broke himself, broke his back at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I wish Romo was healthy because that 2014 season was supposed to be it. That was our year. Russell, yeah, sorry, memories. Yeah, I know. Memories. That one hurt. But, yeah, Russell wasn't going to kick our ass week three. All right. I love the Cowboys, but we lose. I love Dallas, too, and uh, I'm actually going the opposite of you. I can't believe we're actually going to disagree on this one as well. But I'm going to have Dallas taking a win. I think after going one and one people are going to start building up way too many questions. And on that Seattle Seahawks defense, I mean, they, they don't have an answer for Amari Cooper, for Michael Gallup, and for CeeDee Lamb. And if for some reason they decide to think, you know what, maybe I will be able to find a way for these guys. Bobby Wagner will find a way to try to keep up with Ezekiel Elliott. That's going to find out. That's not going to work at all. And I think Blake Jarwin is going to be the biggest key going into this matchup. Because while everybody's getting focused in, maybe double, keyed on, I think Jarwin will be the one guy to save Dallas and if, every, wow. if everyone remembers, I think towards the end of, um, what was it, maybe 2018 season, Blake Jarwin yeah. had a three-touchdown game against the Giants. I think that's the kind of game that Blake Jarwin's going to have and lead, lead him to victory over the Seattle Seahawks to bring them back to 2-1, and one, and then everybody's going to be back to happy, go luckies back in Dallas. So on the road, Dallas will be 2-0, and oh, whereas they'll be 0-1 oh at home according to me. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the key to beating the Seahawks. And it'll be the defense. Um, the Seahawks had the number one, number eight offense um, in the league last year, and I forgot to tell you the Falcons had the number five offense yardage wise. Yep. Um, but the Seahawks, you know, they had 137 yards per game on the ground. Chris Carson, uh, they beat Mike Davis, um, and Ro- Rashad Penny Wilson himself. Rashad Penny, but Rashad Penny, eh, I'm not really worried about him. All right, he's really a non-factor. He's kind of a Spark in the like like a like a flare in the can whatever All right. whatever you want to call it. he's like a spark he's like a spark that shows up randomly when you least expect it when you really don't need him to um, but yeah 137 yards on the ground had 2200 yards rushing all season last year um, that's gonna be the key to beating them and then uh, that defensive line is gonna have to stand tall Jared McCoy that's what he's here for Don Terry Poe same thing. Jer- uh, the rookie uh, from Oklahoma. Uh, Neville uh, Gallimore. Neville Gallimore. That's what he's going to be here for. That's the game we're going to need to see the, the Cowboys really stand up against the run because if you can't stop the run, you will not win football games because they will just drain the clock all day, every day. Um, all right. So, yeah, uh, still, all right. Yeah. Right now, we got uh, we got him moving on. Uh, we both got him at two and one, but we got him going back home, traveling to face the Brownies. And uh, I've definitely oh. been one to let my opinion be known, but I love the Brownies myself. You know, yeah. like you say, you know, you know, I'm right with you. Yeah, you. I'm there with you. We jumped on board with Baker Mayfield as soon as they drafted him. We were there at that draft. We were there. We were like, you know, we became Browns fans for the AFC that day. That day. There, there were some uh, some Brownies fans. Remember those guys came down from Ohio <laughs> right behind us? I do. But I do remember some, those some guys. Some guy and his kids. I mean, we had a blast with them, man. Those guys, they were talking about Denzel Ward left and right. We were talking about Baker. It, it was a great day. Super fun. Probably one of the most fun uh, football events I've ever been to. So that, that was a great day. But, you know, this time we get to host the Brownies. Baker Mayfield comes back to Dallas. You know, he, he's played here in the Texas area, being from here. 
And uh, he's actually played very well. So, facing the Dallas Cowboys is not going to be an easy matchup considering the secondary will be playing against Odell Beckham, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and again, their quarterback, former number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield. How do you feel about that offense playing against the Dallas Cowboys defense? You know, that offense is going to be really hard to stop. And this is where a lot of people won't like it. But I think we're going to lose here, too. I think we're going to lose back-to-back to the Seahawks and the Browns. I think we're going to lose as well. Uh, Baker's an average quarterback. As much, as great as everybody thought he was going to be, he's not the Pro Bowl quarterback everybody thought he would be. But you never nope. know. He, I mean, he might, he might take that step this year. Yep. You know, but... Uh, remember, he's still, I mean, Odell, Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, uh, Nick Chubb, that's an offense to be reckoned with. Njoku, I think, still there. Is he or no? Uh, yeah, David Njoku's still there. He, I think he has, has like See, two more years left. So imagine running a two tight end set with two receivers with Njoku, Hooper, OBJ, Landry, and then Chubb in the backfield. Kareem Hunt I mean, is still there. Kareem Hunt is still there. And so it's one of those things where. The Browns on schedule, like, oh, hey, it's the Browns. Okay, automatic W. This ain't an automatic W. If people are not careful, we will lose to the Browns. Yep, okay. We will lose. So, right now, I haven't missed two and two. Beat the Rams, Falcons, and they lost to the Seahawks and the Browns. And then you got them as, as what? I'm, I'm having them take the win here because I think Dallas is about to start piling up a nice streak right here. And uh, by this time, personally, if you look at the Browns schedule, I mean, they have the Redskins the Bengals, and the Ravens in the first three weeks. They'll be 2-1 and one going into Dallas, where Dallas will be also 2-1. And, one. and uh, that matchup right there, it'll just be fun for everybody. So I have the Brownies taking the L right there. Dallas wins out a nice game. And uh, Odell Beckham gets his uh, heart shattered again back in AT&T Stadium like he did so many times that he did with the Giants. Man, you know... The Giants at home is never an easy game. Even though it's in here, over here at the stadium, it's 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 definitely always a tough game. Because, I mean, he, you know in the past, I want to say Eli. I want to say Eli is the quarterback, but he's not the quarterback. It's Daniel Jones. But so for some reason, I think against Daniel Jones, I think we'll have a better better time than we did against Eli. Eli still hasn't technically retired. So, I mean, it may be one of those situations where we might knock Daniel Jones out the game with, like, concussion and Eli comes in to try to save the day. Hopefully, that's not what happens. Hopefully, that's not what happens. But, nonetheless, you saw it was in the back of my mind. Um, I think we have a better... I think we're going to beat the Giants right here because simply the team is not what it once was. I think their only weapon is uh, uh, Saquon. They have Eric Ebron... Uh, Eric... Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram at tight end, Sterling Shepard, and those two guys. I mean, Evan Ingram, I love Evan Ingram. He's an athletic freak. He's a great tight end, but he's always hurt. But And then uh, Sterling Shepard, he's a good number two, number three receiver on, a, yep, on another team. He'd be our number three receiver. He'd be behind Gallup, you know, our slot. But, you know, he's not a number one guy, and I think our cornerback can handle him. Yeah. And so, really, the only weapon, you know, they have is um, Saquon. So we stop Saquon, we stop the Giants, and then our offense can tear up the defense. So that I think that's a W. Yeah. I think that's a W. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a W, but uh, mainly because they also have a new coaching staff, much like Dallas. But uh, more importantly, they have Jay Jeezy over there. <laughs> and uh, the, the fact that Jason Garrett's there, I mean, that automatically is going to get you a loss right here because 
Fans know their playbooks. So we're just going to pass that information to Mike McCarthy, and we're going to beat the Giants twice this year. So thank you for the two free wins, yes. New York. Thank you for hiring Man, JGZ. I mean, they couldn't have gift, rep, gift wrapped it any better. And I'll take, you know, like I said, I forgot about JGZ. I mean, really, I mean, just look at past tape. Look what, look what he's done in the past. I mean, just really, I mean, just expect it. I, the only thing is, you know, the only thing that's kind of in the back of my mind is, McCarthy has kind of said that you know they're not going to change too much of the verbiage of the you know the, of the uh, on the playbook, and so I think that will help to that defense in New York a little bit because they're going to say okay well these words mean this this means this audibles like this this and that and especially against a division team you know division opponent you know I think that'll make it a little bit yep. tougher but I think we'll still win though so right now we're at three and two a lot of questions with the Cowboys right now everybody's saying. What is this team? You know, now we're we're coming up against a, a third home game, a third home game in a row against the Cardinals. You know, Kyler. Uh, it'll be oh, our fourth one. It'll be our fourth no, we, in a row. With the Falcons, the Browns, the Giants, and the, oh yeah, yeah, third one in a row. Correct. Yes, you're right. Yeah, and so it's a Monday it's a night Monday one. Monday night football game, prime time, and now we have America's team versus. Uh, was was he the rookie of the year, Kyler Murray? No. Um, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember who actually won. Uh, I, if if he if he got it, then I'll be honest. It was real quiet. Like I didn't honestly pay attention too much to it. Right. The the, the rookie of the year for some reason it might have escaped me. But Kyler Murray did very well. And again, being from Texas, just like uh, Baker Mayfield, who was from the area and went to OU as well. Kyler Murray is also from right. He's from around the corner, right? The man played football here in Dallas, Texas. And uh, you know what? It he was, was actually very freaking it good. Was. Oh wait, no. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Josh Jacobs, the running back for the um, for the Raiders. He was the rookie of the year. But Kyler Murray, he yeah, was okay. the best quarterback rookie. So yeah, he, he was, and, and he did very well. Again, uh, that offense. What, what I, I I don't like about this game is the fact that we have to face Larry Fitzgerald, who even though he's old as dirt, still a very good wide receiver. I blame Bill O'Brien. Yeah, Bill O'Brien is a moron because he just gave them DeAndre Hopkins, phenomenal wide receiver. But now we get to see uh, DeAndre Hopkins versus Jalen Ramsey twice a year over there. Thank you for that. So they followed each other into the same division by trades. But uh, back to the Cowboys game, you know, they got uh, Christian uh, Kirk, Andy Isabella still a good running, uh, good receiver. They have Kenyon Drake and uh, Kyle Murray's mobility. I think he's going to be deadly for Dallas. Yeah. I actually haven't taken a loss here because... That offense, I think by this time, they'll be in sync. Maybe the first three or four weeks for the Cardinals will be a little bit tough. But once they get settled in, the fact that Cliff Kingsbury, is is uh, he has experience with these fast offenses, I think it will be just a little bit too much for Dallas to handle. Opening up Dallas for their second loss of the year, I have them at 4-2 and two so far. Man, you know, as much, man, this is going to be tough. It's a home game for us, you know, on Monday Night Football. You know, you would think the stage is set for the Cowboys to, hey, you know, home win. Let's get ready to go on the road against uh, Washington and Philly. But I'm in the same boat with you, and I'm going to agree with you. I think we might lose this one. Um, the key is that game is going to keep the ball out of the Cardinals' hands. You want to run the clock out. You want to score fast, and then keep the ball at their hands. You want to score fast and keep scoring. You got to find a way to slow Murray down because with his legs, like you said, he's deadly. Deadly when it gets moving, and this uh, the secondary is gonna have his, his have their work cut out for him. Because Bill O'Brien, he obviously right. isn't as good as Bill Belichick, as we can all see. But uh, man, you know what? 
Thug Life, I'm going to take W. I think our offense is better than their offense. And I think our quarterback and our running back combo is really going to be the difference. Because they really can't run the ball. They don't. They, I mean, they're, who is their running back now? Chase Edmonds, some rookie. Kenyon Drake tore it up towards the end of the year last year. Don't forget that's about right. that. That's right, Kenyon Drake. He's average, but that's about it, though. I think our defense can stop the run game, force him to throw more. And honestly, I think Kyler Murray still has some growing to do. And he is not the perfect weapon that we, we want to consider him to be just yet. Maybe in a year or two, he might be. If he, I mean, he's accurate. And once he gets his two-minute drill down even more, once he, uh, once his real, I mean, NFL experience starts to kick in, he's going to be scary with Hopkins and, uh, what's his name? Dang it, I just had Christian Kirk. Whenever, you know, because Larry yep. Fitzgerald is probably going to be his last year or two, maybe. But Christian Kirk and Hopkins are going to yep. be around for a long time, especially with Murray. So right. that offense is going to be scary in a couple of years, and maybe this year too. But right now, I'm going to take W against the Cardinals, so. Right now. All right. I, I, don't, don't be writing off Kenyon Drake too much, though. I mean, eight games, he had over 800 total yards and eight touchdowns. So, a limited amount of time with him, and he did very well with that You're offense. Right, but that, it's a so, new division. It's it's a new scheme. It's just the way they used him. I, I like Drake. Don't get me wrong. He came from Miami. You know, they. I mean, everybody sucks in Miami. They go somewhere else and do all right. You do okay. You do good. And you know what? It was good enough to get him on the team again. And that's cool, man. Do your thing, chicken wing. But, I mean, a month into the season, I think he's going to be warmed up. I think he's going to get rolling. But I think Dallas is going to have a much better run defense than they did last year. I really do. All right. We'll see what happens there. But, uh, all right. Now uh, we go back on the road. We go to the Redskins here after uh, already having the Giants once on the division. So it's our second division game. First one on the road. We visit Washington. And the Redskins over there with their brand new coach, Ron Rivera. How do you feel about uh, that matchup going in between Chase Young and the rest of our offensive we line? Win. Oh, sorry. Um, our, okay. our offensive line wins against Chase Young. I mean, I'm just saying. They have a great line. They have a great front seven. That that battle in the trenches is going to be insane. Um, it really is. We got the, you call them the Bama boys, uh, Deron Payne and uh, yeah. Jonathan Allen. You know, that's the interior lineman. Then they have uh, Chase Young. They run a 3-4 with Montez, with Ryan Kerrigan, and um, the interior linebackers. I can't. Uh, I think it's Ruben Foster still. Uh, yeah, Ruben Foster just got – he'll, he'll be healthy this yeah, year. Yeah, he'll probably – I mean, not hopefully. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully not, for, not us. for us. Yeah. But, um, you know, Ron Rivera has a knack for uh, bringing the best out of defenses. And so, you know, it's going to be a tough game to run against with Zeke. Uh, but I think passing-wise – there's going to be a lot of quick passes. They're going to have CD, Gallup, Cooper running a lot of slants, quick stops, quick outs. They're going to have Jarwin protecting a little bit more in the pass game. He's going to have to step his game up in the pass protect game. Oh, he sucks at blocking. Run blocking, pass blocking, he sucks at blocking. Simple as that. It's like, you know, yep. everybody wants to say, oh, well, he's fast. He can catch the ball. He's a good athletic guy. You're right. He's a good athletic guy, but he sucks at blocking. I think I can get around him. But that's, that's not yeah. the point. It's not the point. The point is that <laughs> that game is going to be won in the trenches. Who can run the ball better? Who can control the Who can control the the ball more? Um, but uh, defensively, I think we can stop that team. I mean, we Dwayne yeah. Haskins, Terry, scary Terry. We we went through their uh, draft class uh, in the last show with uh, with both Antonios that they drafted. So yep. Gandy Golden and uh, the other guy from Memphis. Yeah. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, I mean they they got a decent set of uh, offensive weapon, not nothing great. So I think you're right. I think that's why the Dallas Cowboys win. I also have them getting the W against the division rivals. So so far we have them undefeated in the NFC East. And uh, don't forget, Dallas now will now go back on the road for the third division game, facing a veteran and the only veteran coaching staff in the division, Doug Peterson and company over there with the Philadelphia Eagles. How do you feel about Philadelphia and those Eagles? Playing against the Dallas Cowboys at their home turf to open up the first matchup of the two. You know, I'm going to take this L. I mean, no, I'm going to take this W. My bad. I'm, I'm looking at the other oh. one. So, four-game win streak for you, by the way. Oh, wow. So, one, two, three, four. Yeah, it's a four-game win streak. Shoot you, I'll take it. But, you know, in Philly, you know, we always do pretty good over there in Philly. Um, it's a home game against Philly that I don't like. Um, I think we're going to – I'm going to go ahead and call my other prediction, too. Um we're gonna lose against we're gonna lose against them whenever they come to town at the end of the season. I'll tell you why in a little bit, but um, All right. we go in. We'll get to uh, down yeah, the road. Yeah, but yeah, 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 okay. So we'll win this one in Philly. You know, we'll be on a four game win streak. We five and two. Hey, the Cowboys are back. It is what it, it is. What it is. Hey, we're gonna win the division. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. The boys are back in blue. Whatever, whatever you want to say. Uh, that defense, eh, it's all right. The one in Philly, they're all right. Uh, they got. Who's a uh, who's the receiver? The rookie receiver they drafted, uh, Jalen what? Um, it's uh, Jalen Rager from TCU. Right. Jalen Rager from TCU. It was a good pick for them. I mean, I'm glad they didn't get CD Lamb. Rager's a good receiver. We talked about him a little bit last last show. Uh, the tight ends are going to kill us a little bit, but I think our offense is better than their offense, and I think we just outscored them. Honestly, it's going to be another thirty to thirty game. Nice. All right. I like the way the theory goes. But uh, for me, I'm going to have the Eagles taking the win here. I just think this will be that, that veteran staff. They know Dallas very well. They know these. They know how to deal with Amari Cooper. They know how to deal with Michael Gallo. They've played Ezekiel Elliott uh, eight times so far. So they, they know exactly what it's going to take to limit the Dallas Cowboys. And I think they're going to sneak out a win because that's a primetime game. Um, and being at their house, I mean, Philadelphia fans are always very loud. Give them props. Whenever Dallas goes to them. Many people don't know this, but when Dallas goes plays Philadelphia at their house, they call it Dallas Week. They have an entire week dedicated to the Dallas Cowboys on how much they hate <laughs> us. And uh, I mean, I would say we have a Philadelphia a week, but honestly, we don't care about trash like that we for really some don't. reason. So, yeah, we're freaking bums. So, but anyways, I'll still give them the win there. I just think that I, I'm not really sure how they're gonna beat us, but I, I have a feeling that Carson Wentz will have a good game that that week, and uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard will just eat us up and. Give us a, uh, our, our third loss of the year so far. So, I have them having three losses. So far, you have them two. You know, I, w- but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we won the game. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost the game, to be honest. Oh, never. <laughs> never surprised because uh, the division games are always insane around here in the NFC yeah, East. All right. But uh, now we go back home and we travel uh, We travel back to at and Stadium after being on the road for two weeks. And the Pittsburgh Steelers actually come and visit us. This is where uh, old Ben Roethlisberger, all right, this guy is literally about as old as my great-grandpa, and uh, he'll be playing with Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy, Juju Smith-Schuster. James Conner by then will probably be hurt as well, so there's no point in that guy. Their tight end left. Their other receivers are average at best, and um, I don't care how many Steelers fans listen to us, but I think you guys are going to take the loss there. I think Dallas takes a win here. They bounce back from that Eagles game in a very bad fashion. They just lost to one team from Pennsylvania. They're not going to lose to another one in back-to-back weeks. So, give Dallas the win. 
I have them at one, two, three, four, five, six, and three so far. You know they're gonna lose this game. Whoa! Yeah. Why? Because it's the Steelers. They they're good. Um, something about the Steelers always they they play really really well against the Cowboys. Um, I like Juju. I like James Conner, even though he had a bad year last year. Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, something about something about this tells me they're gonna lose to the Steelers. I have no reasoning behind it. It's just a gut feeling, and I'm just going to go off my gut. I just think they're going to lose. Yeah. They're coming off the – you know what it is? It's that four-game win streak I gave them. It's what it is. They mm-hmm. got cocky. They got they got excited, and they're coming back home. They're going to lose against the Steelers. And let's see. Okay. So that puts me at one, two. Yeah. Six and three as well three so as far. Well, let's do it. So uh, All right. So then they go to the bye week, all right? We party hard. Everybody relaxes. We get some players back from injury. Hopefully nobody too serious. And uh, we come back to play the Minnesota Vikings, a game that last year in primetime, Kirk Cousins and company eked out the W. Yeah, they, they got the W against us, those son of a guns. <laughs> but uh, they did their thing. So facing Dalvin Cook, uh, uh, Daniel, what's his name, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins, Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith, another pretty high-powered offense. And, I mean, this one, I'm going to have them taking a win here because their defense backfield just got mixed up all across the board. Both of their starting corners, Trey Waynes and uh, Xavier Rhodes, are off the team. So they have new guys coming up, a bunch of young kids. And uh, while that's fine and dandy, I mean, facing someone like Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup, who both had over 1,100 yards, CeeDee Lamb by this point will be coming into his own and showing everybody that if he's not the number two receiver on this team, he's probably number one at this point. So I think by this team, you know, a bye week coming in, helping them out, I have Dallas winning big time in this. And I mean big. I think this is a game that... Dallas puts a staple on it, make sure everybody on TV starts talking about them even more than they already do. They smash the Vikings in the mouth. It's a complete shutout, somewhere between the range of 38 or maybe 45 points to about maybe 10 points at best. I like it. And, you know, the only thing that scares me about the Vikings is um, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and that stadium. It's in Minnesota. You know yep. that stadium gets loud. It's one of the loudest in the NFL. And um, it's one of those stretches, you know, I want to go back to the Eagles game, you know, it goes the Eagles, Steelers, Vikings. I wouldn't be surprised if they go 3-0 and right here, 2-1, and 1-2, or 0-3. This stretch right here in the middle of November is going to be, it's going to be dangerous for this team because this team cannot lose focus. They can come off that win, you know, those wins in Arizona and, you know, Washington, and then go into Philly and lose, come back home and lose go on the road and lose you know we're i mean this team is i was talking about how they're inconsistent we can see it as a w but it may not be it and so i'm gonna go with you right here it's a w in my book right now it may change you know come up coming up to the preseason everything as we see this team develop you know really kind of mesh together and uh going into minnesota against kirk cousins you know kirk cousins is not great against teams above 500 and we're gonna be a team above 500 right there and so we stopped the run, forced him to throw the ball a little bit more. And we know Kirk Cousins can, uh, he can sling it when he's in, you know, when he's decent, when he has time. Put pressure on, stop, you know, Thielen, cut off Kyle Rudolph, stop the run game. Really basically, I mean, just show and play defense, you know. The offense will score, defense just needs to show up. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and again, so, uh, do you have them taking the W here, or are you going to have yeah. them taking a loss? I'll, yeah, right? I'll take the W right here. So, what, okay, what are right. we at, 7-3? Yeah, we both have them at 7-3, okay? 
And uh, I like how you were talking about stretches earlier because I think, for me, this is the stretch that gets very dangerous for Dallas. All right, the last six games of the year, Redskins, Ravens, Bengals, Niners, Eagles, and Giants. That's this year's. Yeah. Okay, last year, for their last six games, they had the Patriots, the Bills, the Bears, the Rams, the Eagles, and the Redskins. We know how that That ended. Dallas went two and four on that final stretch, and I think this is the stretch that could be very rocky for Dallas. We both have them sitting at seven and three thus far, but this is where again things will get a little bit rocky. Now you get the Redskins at home, and while I think this will be a win because of what we we, we talked about earlier with the Redskins, we just have a better team. The rest of the schedule yeah. does not look pretty easy. So, do you have them taking a W here or taking the L? I think we sweep the Redskins. I I mean it's at home this time. We're coming off the win in Minnesota. We're feeling good. It's a weaker team. It's a it's a team, honestly. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat these words. I'm gonna eat them if I'm wrong. I'm gonna, I will eat I will eat crow if I'm wrong. This is a tune-up game for the next week in Baltimore. All we're, right, now we get, now we get to the Baltimore game, okay? And this is where where things get very spicy. All we right, lose. All right, you we, have a loss here. We're gonna lose. Okay, all right. Give us your reasoning behind this because everyone knows this will probably be one of the most watched games in in the NFL. The, of that week because Dallas Cowboys already one of the most watched teams period and uh, with Lamar Jackson and company I mean that's become a very fun team to watch so visiting the Ravens how do you have this L coming upon us Lamar Jackson okay that's LJ it. that's it Lamar that's Jackson it. Okay. he's gonna be too much for the defense he can run he can throw he's a right handed Michael Vick maybe better than Michael Vick I think he might legit be better than Michael Vick and you know yep. we, we watch Michael Vick dude we played we watched Michael Vick when we were younger, dude, and it was he was something else to watch. Dude. Michael Vick was amazing, probably yep. second best quarterback I've ever watched. And, but mm-hmm. it's just Lamar Jackson is just a mirror image of him. He's right-handed, and so I just think we lose. I think that defense in Baltimore is solid. I think they're good enough to slow us down enough to where the Ravens score more points than us. So yeah, we lose. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to go the opposite way on this one. I'm going to take the win here. And uh, for two reasons, uh, one reason, one, Dallas always plays to the level of their competition regardless of who a team it is. If, the, if that team is a great team, yeah. Dallas will escalate up there. If they're a trash team, Dallas will gladly sink to their level. But my second reason, and uh, this one is going to kind of go against what you just said, but I'm going to say Lamar Jackson is the reason why Dallas wins this game. I think this far into the season, there will be no Lamar Jackson. I think he'll be out by this point in, in the season. You think he'll be some, hurt? Some injury is going to strike this man, and, and not because of the Madden curse, but simply because watching this man play, he's very fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. His highlights are real. They're, they're awesome. The man can run around, but one thing he does not know how to do, and, and if, unless he learns it in the offseason, he better find any kind of baseball team to help him because he does not know how to slide. <laughs> and one of these teams is bound to destroy this man. So I think this far deep into the season, I think there's going to be no Lamar Jackson. Dallas takes a big win here, and their quarterback is going to – everybody's going to be talking about how they only won because there's no quarterback there in Lamar Jackson. They'll be playing some random nobody in the background. Smash him up to Dallas wins. I have them going so far with only three losses. Yeah, I'm 8-4 right now, so you got him at 9-3? Yeah, I got him at 9-3. Okay, Bengals, can we just ride it past a W? Yeah, yeah, Joe Burrow and company. I, I like Joe Burrow, but again, it, it's it's not my uh, it's not my season right now for him. I, honestly, I, I don't think this guy's gonna do very well his rookie year. He, a lot of people may have him for rookie of the year, but 
I think I'm uh, not. I haven't decided on who exactly yet, but I'm gonna pick against. That. I don't. I don't. I don't like having a uh, Joe B there. Nah, me but, uh, not yet. Not, now we have him facing the 49ers, All right. Okay. The 49ers. What do you have? What do you have we planned lose. for this game? We lose. Oh, okay, Jojo. Okay, all right. So I'm serious here. Their running game is really good. Their defense is really good. Jimmy G is just a good enough quarterback to beat a team, and we've seen it last year. He's just good enough. To make it to the Super Bowl, and yep. he was almost just good enough to win the Super Bowl, but the oh. Chiefs came back, and I think Jimmy G is just good enough to beat us, and I think that's why we lose. All right, I like I like the reasoning for it, but uh, again, and this one, everybody now now is going to come off as straight homerish, but I'm going to have Dallas taking the win here. I think Dallas knows that uh that Mike Mike Nolan is Mike Nolan and uh, Mike uh, Jim Tonsula and uh, Mike McCarthy. All playing against their former team in the 49ers. So to them, it also makes it, it also is a very big game. If like Alden a Smith revenge game. Yeah, if Alden Smith is playing, that's another guy. This is another revenge game for him. This is a team that gave up on him because he started struggling off the field. Big game for Alden Smith. And I think this is going to be a game where Dallas rises up to the occasion. Everybody will be talking about how they haven't played anybody since the Minnesota Vikings. Especially because that Ravens game, again, I'm predicting that there will be no Lamar Jackson. So this will be the first true opponent, and I think Dallas shows up and answers the phone call and again smashes up the San Francisco 49ers at home to get that W. I like now, it. Now we move on to the Eagles game where this is where you haven't taken a loss. I haven't taken a loss. So that's back-to-back losses, and now we're on the bubble. The Cowboys are looking down the barrel of another 9-7 season. They're 9-6 right now after this loss to the Eagles. Now the Correct. Eagles, they're, they're right on their – the Eagles are eight and uh, they're eight and seven. They just gotta win this game. They need Cowboys loss against next week in the Giants. But right yeah, now, all right. The, the Eagles are clutch. The Eagles are clutch, and especially against the Cowboys, they beat us. Yeah. They beat us last year too. Remember, but I think uh, yep. last year was to uh, I think it was week seventeen last year, right? Week sixteen, I week believe, 16. because we, yeah, week seventeen was the Giants again. That's right. Okay. Or the Redskins. The Redskins. The I'm Redskins. Sorry. The Redskins. So it was week 16 for the Eagles, though. But we lost to the Eagles, basically giving up the division, whatever. And so this year we're going to lose it, but the, all is not lost yet. All is not lost yet, okay. Cowboy fans. I love the Cowboys. And just wait. It's okay. It'll get better. But, yeah, we lose right. right here. We're 9-6. and six. All right. On this one, I'm actually going to agree with you. I, I think the – I have them on a six-game. One, two, three, four, five. I have them on a six-game win streak right now. So I think this is where it ends with Philadelphia stomping Dallas out at home. And uh, I think, like you said, Dallas, the Philadelphia Eagles at this point, they'll be fighting for a wild card spot or, if not the division, honestly, depending on how their season turns out. But I'm going to have the Philadelphia Eagles taking the win here. Dallas takes a loss. They get knocked back down to earth. And uh, they go into week 17 to fl- face the Giants. How do you feel about that game? That's a W. I'll take that W all day again. I think we sweep the Giants and the Redskins. The Eagles are the only ones we split with. But this is where we go 10-6, and six, and we win a division 10-6 and six right here. All right, so yeah, you have them going ten and six, and I have them going eleven and five because I also have them losing to the New York Giants. Wow. What, yep, I have them splitting with the Giants, sweeping the Redskins, and getting swept by the Philadelphia Eagles. So, for me, again, I have Dallas at eleven and five. You have them at ten and six. Uh, right now, the over under at on Vegas is nine and a half. So, I mean, roughly we're 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 in the ballpark. Yeah. I'm a little bit uh more optimistic, but uh. How do you feel about that ten and six so far? What do you think? What what kind of damage do you think Dallas can do with going ten and six? I think this is a division. 
it's a division win. Honestly, we it's a division champ. It's a, you know, it's, we we make it into the playoffs, and that, and that's what Jerry wants. But we want to make it to the NFC Championship. So we're looking at the team. We're talking probably looking at say the Rams in the wild card, the Seahawks again in the wild card. That division is going to be tough. It's going to have the Niners, the Rams, and the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Any one of those teams can, two of those teams can be in the playoffs. We're going to see two of those teams in the playoffs this year. One is yeah. going to be the Seahawks. One is going to be the 49ers. And it's just, I think I just said, I think I just called it division just now. Yeah, uh, don't don't forget, uh, this is going to be the first year the NFL implements the seven teams per uh, conference. Oh, so they're adding right. it. They're, they're adding the two extra playoff spots. So we might you know see what? three. We might yeah, see we, we could see three people. Yep that 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 NFC West is tough out there. So I mean, you're not you're not wrong. I mean, you could easily have a rematch against any one of these guys. Yep, and that that that's where it'll get tough because if you say go against somebody like Seattle, where we just I say we lost against them. I say we lost against them, and I think we we'll, if we were to face Seattle in the playoffs, we could beat him even though Russell Wilson's a monster. I mean, the, this team is really good on paper. On paper, this team is, has some of the most talent in all of the NFL right here, the Cowboys. Yep. But if it doesn't click, if it doesn't all work together, then it's going to be really hard for this team to win. It, the team has to be able to run the ball, has to be able to throw the ball. And that's where, I mean, a lot of it's going to fall on Dak this year. If you ask me, oh yeah, you're gonna. Watch. Oh yeah, but by the way, all these predictions for me, they all accounted for as da- if Dak was quarterback. Yes, without I mean, Dak, I mean, I'm, I might switch it to re- five and eleven. Yeah, dude, I was gonna say the same thing. We're just reversing with Andy Dalton. I mean, Andy Dalton's not a bad quarterback. Nope. So, I mean, he's not a bad quarterback, but he's not a good one either. Not anymore. He's on the backside of his career. Yeah, he, he might, he might, you know, he might jump somewhere and. You know, filling for a year or two, like saying Jacksonville, you know, or you know, even San, even uh, the Chargers, almost said San Diego, even the Chargers, if they don't, uh, like, uh, what was the guy, Justin Herbert, didn't they get or? Uh, yep. Yeah. Him and uh, they have the guy that was with Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor, I like Tyrod. I don't know why. They, I mean, a lot of people don't aren't hiding him, but I do like him. But man, this, this season is going to be really, really interesting because. You know, football is a momentum is a momentum um, power game. And That's right. Uh, by by looking just at yours, I mean you have them going on one four game win streak between the Giants and their Eagles, somewhere yeah. in that middle of the schedule. Yep. I have uh, two small win streaks. I have a three game win streak within the first five weeks. Then that six game, and then streak. and then a six game win streak towards the back end of that. You know that. So I. Uh, I can see this team doing a lot of things with this schedule, with this. I mean, with this. I mean, it could like like we were just saying. This team could flip it. We they can go five eleven, and we wouldn't be surprised. We would not be surprised, but we'd be super disappointed because we know the talent of this team. Disappointed big time. I mean, that would honestly hurt my soul. The fact that if Dallas does go five and eleven somehow, I mean, that really will hurt. But overall, I mean, there's a lot that you have to take into account for this team. Obviously, there's the new acquisitions. The fact that da- the Byron Jones is gone, Robert Quinn is gone, uh, Travis Frederick. Th- those are three very high-profile players that had big impacts on your team. Yep. And and now you're trying to replace them with rookies or or guys that they don't have the experience or aren't as talented as those guys. So it's it's not going to be easy with with those three guys that you lost. You went eight and eight, yep. and now you're replacing them with lesser or younger talent, and you're hoping to get better. I think with that, um, 
I'm blaming a lot of it on coaching staff. That that's where I think Dallas improved dramatically. That's one where uh, Jim Tom Sula and Mike Nolan on that defensive. I think that's going to be a, a huge turnaround over um, over Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard. And uh, the fact that Jay Jeezy's not here anymore, I think that alone is going to give uh, Mike McCarthy a big boost right here. I mean, we no longer have that conservative guy. Hopefully, Mike McCarthy took that year off of uh, coaching, learned what not to do, and maybe now does things better. <laughs> but for me, co- coaching is is going to be the biggest thing for this team. What do you think is the is going to be the biggest factor going into the season for the Cowboys? Man, it, the biggest factor is man is going to oh, man. Oh man, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would my automatic my automatic finger is pointing at the secondary. Is they, these guys need to play? They they need to show up and you know play up to what we need them to be with the loss of Byron Jones. The safeties. You know, ha-ha, Clinton Dixon, Xavier Woods, they're average safeties, and I'll take them all day. You know, they're better than Jeff Heath, honestly. And so yep. the cornerbacks are really where I'm, I'm looking at. Jordan Lewis needs to continue to play like he has. Anthony Brown needs to play up to that contract. And then um, I, I'm, I'm ready for Diggs to play. I, I want him to play. I want him to beat out Cheeto. Cheeto might be the number four cornerback on this team by the beginning of the season like you said last week and so yep. I want Diggs to play I want him to get some reps in even if he's at the slot and Lewis on the outside even though that's not his best position but nonetheless mm-hmm. Diggs would be Diggs needs to get working you know and it's going to be some growing pains we're going to see him get beat over the top we're going to see him get beat on a route or two especially with you know Cup Cooper Cup you know Julio Calvin Ridley Robert Woods Tyler Lockett I mean, we're talking about the first month of the season. You're talking about all pro wide receivers and Cooper Cup, Julio Jones, Tyler Lockett. He's, I mean, he's a return specialist at that. Ode- Odell, Odell Beckham is Jarvis right. Jarvis Landry. Yep. I mean, they're going to have their work cut out for them. That first month, I wouldn't be surprised if we go 4 0, 3 1, 2 2, 1 3, or 0 4. I would not be surprised because that first month is a make or break for this team. Yeah, honestly, like you said, it's just going to be a wild factor. The Dallas Cowboys, especially because the season is so far away. The Right now, with having a new coaching staff, like I was talking about earlier, you don't have time to fully put in your uh, install all of your game plans. So it'll depend on how early they can get into the training camps and smaller things like that. But if this team can start communicating quick and early, I think Dallas has a great shot to go out here and win the division. I mean, the NFC East curse goes back from 2003 to 2004. That was the last time anybody on this and in inside the NFC East repeated as division champion. So the Philadelphia Eagles were the last ones to do it back in 03 and 04. Will they do it again this year? Who knows? I have Dallas personally making sure that that does not happen because I think the Giants are still a couple years away. I don't. I like Daniel Jones, but not enough to give him a division title out the out the gate like this. And the Redskins. Well, I mean the Redskins are are dumpster fires still. They have they have a thousand and one things they have to fix. So for me, I, again, I have I have the division winners, Cowboys, as eleven and five. We'll see where they go from there, but uh, yeah, I mean that that should be about everything for this schedule. I mean, hopefully, you guys have something very similar to our predictions out there. Yep, and there it is the the Dallas Power Hours twenty twenty predictions for your Dallas Cowboys COVID. That's edition. right. That's right, COVID nineteen edition. But we're uh, the Dallas Power Hour twenty edition. All right. <laughs> the ones that are always correct. So, again, make sure you always hit us up. Uh, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at Dallas Power Hour. 
our ah dad why can't why am i lost right now you know i i'm so excited to want to keep talking all you day long echo you have an echo dallas power hour hour <laughs> that, that Dallas power hour 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 you know what we gotta add i'm gonna add like three different hours just so i'm not wrong but uh yeah you know i'm rda uh, across the the freaking universe is my boy jc together hey. we are the dallas power hour power hour 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 and just as always, we are presented by Dallas Sports Nations and Wegren Enterprising. Enhancing the fans for the fans. So we'll catch you next time. That's right. All right, for everybody, man, y'all have a good one, man. That was a pretty awesome show, JoJo. I think that hour, 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 hour is going to be worth it. <laughs> <laughs>